This is the Pack Brothers Podcast. Here are your hosts, David and Michael. Greetings, salutations, and all that jazz. From sunny Orlando, Florida, the city beautiful, this is the Pack Brothers Podcast. I'm David Pack, and joining me, as always, is my identical twin brother, Michael. Yes, hello out there, all you at Podcast Land. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, where is Podcast Land? It's where they are right now. <laughs> I assume. You know, that's the great thing about Podcast Land. It's wherever you are at the time you're listening to a podcast. It could be in your car. You could be, I don't know, running. I don't know why you would be doing that, but you might be. Anywhere. Anywhere. At any time. Uh, it, could be, it could be the year 3000 right now. <laughs> that's right. People could be listening to this just wanting to hear our voices because we are dead. It, it could, or it could be. Well, that's kind of grim. <laughs> but I mean, uh, I was gonna say, you know, there could be actual city called Podcast Land now, and people are thinking, oh, they always shout out and mention our city, and I don't know why. How did they know? I don't know. Probably not. But anyway, we're happy to be here. Happy that you all are listening. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to listen to this uh, questionable quality of content. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, oh, man, did we even think about who this is brought to us by? <laughs> you know what? Uh, let's come up with something. Hmm. Uh, hmm, that's a good question. You usually were right on top of this. Oh, how about the, the Nintendo Classic Edition? Yeah, that's top of mind, the NES Classic Edition. Yeah, um... This thing's been out for almost five months, and I just now got one, and I'm happy because it took forever, and it was kind of a struggle, but it's cool. It's got about 30 different classic NES games on. You've got Punch-Out. You've got Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3. You've got Legend of Zelda. You've got Metroid, um, and some that, you know, kind of shrug, I guess. I never really was a big fan of Kirby's Adventure, but it's on there. Sure. Um, there could have been other. I would have chosen, chose? I don't know, chosen. A couple of different ones than they put on there. Yeah. I, I would have switched out Balloon Fight for something else, maybe. You know, Castlevania's on there, though. That's a classic. Sure. Mega Man 2. Yep. All right. But enough about that. Uh, that is what it's brought to you by. <laughs> yeah. Good on you. Hey, Nintendo, do yourself a favor. Uh, keep making more of these. Make it to where you can add more games. Maybe, I don't know, raise the price. I'm not saying that you're cutting yourself off a little bit short when you sell it for 60 but I kind of am saying that. <laughs> exactly. All right, we did actually get an email. Uh, yes. <laughs> since the last time from one, our, one of our bestest listeners, uh, Matt. One of our only listeners. One of our only listeners. <laughs> Maybe the only listener. Automatically makes him the best. Yeah, no, uh, very super nice guy. And uh, so we do have to talk about the snacks. Yeah, boy. Yeah, buckle your seatbelt because this is going to be pretty underwhelming because uh, we're going to talk about snacks for a few minutes. So if you'll remember, uh, all the way back on February 25th, we posted an episode where we talked about snacks that we had found. And here we are. Uh, this is being recorded on April 6th. So people have been, I'm sure, biting their nails down to the quick, waiting to hear what we think about Parmesan garlic ranch oven baked Ruffles. <laughs> On the edge of their seat for six weeks. They've been <laughs> sleepless nights. <laughs> well, uh, those were particularly disappointing, uh, the ones that we tried. I mean, I knew because they were oven-baked and healthy that they would not be that great. Right. They never are. No. Oven-baked chips. If you ever try an oven-baked, just a regular chip, it almost has this sweet uh, taste to it that is not pleasant because I don't want sweet when I'm looking for a salty snack. 
So that that was not a good thing. Um, Southwestern queso lays were very good, uh, good flavor, very, I would say authentic. Yeah, kind of like uh, well chips and dip. Queso kind of thing. <laughs> as authentic as an artificial flavor can be. <laughs> yeah. So the other, one of the other, I guess, duos of flavors was the Garden Tomato and Asiago Kettle Cook chips. Uh, they were really good. But it's one of those chips, you can really taste the cheese. And the tomato came through kind of just like a, a saltiness. Yeah. I, I kind of would think a little bit of a salsa, but not yeah, quite. Yeah, because it kind of reminded me of a chip. Um, from my past. This, uh, <laughs> Sounds mysterious. Yeah, I know. Uh, there was a giant supermarket, and not like an actual giant supermarket, but the name of the supermarket was Giant in uh, Virginia, and they had their own brand, Super G Chips, and one of the flavors was salsa and cheese, and that was back when I was uh, even a bigger fatty boomba laddie <laughs> than I was right now, and I would just buy those things, buy the bag full, and just go to town. Yeah, it was a good tortilla chip. It, I've not found a better salsa and cheese tortilla chip to date. That generic one, sometimes the generic ones sneak up on you and they're pretty good. But they don't make them anymore, so sorry. Yeah, apparently we were the only ones who liked them. Uh, smart food, Parmesan garlic. It was very strong uh, flavor. Parmesan very garlicky. Garlic. Yeah. yeah, very garlicky. Stick to your just uh, white cheddar smart food. That's your number one. Keep it, keep it there. Uh, the Lay's Poppables, um, interesting. They kind of tasted almost greasy. Yeah, they were, there was a grease factor. But uh, they were tasty. The sea salt's really good. We also came across a white cheddar, and it's, um, it's okay. But I if you're going to get white cheddar, cheddar, why not just get white cheddar popcorn? Yeah, but I think the white cheddar is better, not to rhyme. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, Simply Cheetos Puffs, the white cheddar jalapeno. Um, they, were, they had a good level of heat to them. Yeah, I was surprised at how hot they were because usually jalapeno, whatever, it's just a flavor. Yeah. But that this time there was heat. Yeah, that might have been my favorite of the bunch other than the uh, Garden Tomato and Asiago. Yeah, I think they were my favorite too. High, high recommendation uh, there. And Peeps Oreos, it seems like old news now, but uh, the Well, you know, it's Easter stuff coming up, so it's, it's Yeah, applied. I guess so. If you, and yeah, that's true. So, but uh, they're everywhere. I mean, they're the easiest, you know, uh, specially. Oreo I've seen to date to find. Uh, bright pink turns your tongue bright pink, uh, so it looks really strange. It has a very strange, I think a little bit of a strange aftertaste. I said very strange, but it's really just kind of a little strange, almost too sweet mm -hmm. aftertaste to them. No, I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, but uh, I'd still try them. They're good. Yeah, they're uh, definitely quality. I would recommend of those, especially the Oreos, that would be the one to go find. And it's pretty easy to find, so. Yep, get the Oreos and then walk by the Parmesan garlic smart food and pick up some white cheddar. And keep your eyes out for new snacks. There's always, uh, if you find any, let us know. We'll try to see if we can find them. I know out there I have found, haven't tried them yet, are they are the Fritos uh, corn chips, but they're jalapeno. Yeah, I think so it's a spicy jalapeno. Yeah, so that should be uh, a fun to try. I would definitely look forward to Tasting those. Yep. And there's been a cinnamon sugar Cheetos, Sweetos puffed chip out for a while, but I just found a caramel flavored of them. So the person who rang me out at 7-Eleven when I was purchasing my snacks said, those are delicious if you haven't tried them yet. So the... Uh, <laughs> seal of approval from the uh, yeah. monkey working at the 7-Eleven. Uh, <laughs> well, poor 7-Eleven poor employee. Yeah. But yeah, she liked them. We're good. Um, 
So there's your view snack roundup. <laughs> that should be a regular feature. Yeah, there was some constructive criticism that we received in our email that, you know, having a, a regular topic or regular feature might be a good thing. And I agree. That's, you know, something that we need to think about doing. It's really been more loosey-goosey so far. And I don't know. I think we're going to just about always talk about snacks, though. So that'll be f probably something full of in somewhere. Yeah, we like food. Speaking of which, um, some fast food things to look out for. There's a rumor going around that Burger King is going to have a new dessert uh, milkshake offering, uh, probably limited time as these things mostly are. But the rumor, the word on the street, uh, on the fast food street, <laughs> is uh, Fruit Loops shake. That, was that an April Fool's joke? You know, I, people said it came out before April Fool's, and okay. so, and someone even had like a mock-up, but it could easily be fake. But People That's are why hopeful. it's a rumor, I guess. Yeah, that's right? the rumor. But people are hopeful, and it kind of makes sense. I mean, Fruit Loop cereal is pretty tasty, and you can see kind of blending it up and putting it in ice cream, how it would kind of work. They probably may have to add some syrup to it. I don't know, but um, well, I'll try it. Yeah, I'm trying to think if they've ever done any type of cereal in a milkshake before. I can't think of anything. No. Or a McFlurry or whatever. I know that... You know, sometimes you'll see cereal end up in like a like a Rice Krispie treat. That's well, you know, the number one. You know, so yeah. that's uh, I'm trying to think of other applications where they've had cereal in desserts. Um, Chex mix, I guess the sweet Chex mix. Yeah, but yeah, puppy chow or Muddy whatever buddies, else they yeah. mix into it. Yeah, Muddy Buddies are good. And also, I know there's some donut places that I know have sold a Fruit Loops donut, and they basically was just a donut with Fruit Loops on top of it. Yeah, though, so. <laughs> you know, it's just like it sounds. Or Fruity Pebbles too. Fruity yeah. Pebbles donuts I've seen before. Yeah, those Fruity, Fruity Pebbles. Pebbles shake would be pretty good. It would. I was thinking back to those, not to get back in the Oreos again, but those Oreos Fruit Crisp with the little Fruity Pebble type of oh, cereal yeah. pieces in them were those a, were ten, one of the best a 10 out of 10. Of, yeah. You know, some of the best Oreo I've ever had. Yeah. Besides the regular Oreo, of course. Well, yeah, it's hard to beat that one as long as it's double stuff. Right, right. Uh, one that is out now, though, to keep your eyes out for are the... Reese's butter, Peanut Butter Extreme Blizzards at Dairy Queen this month. Definitely check those out if you can find them. Yeah. Now, one thing I do like about Dairy Queen, it's not a long list, but one of the things I do like is that they do come out with a blizzard of the month that you can enjoy. And usually, you know, for March, it's mint Oreo because they have to get green in there somewhere, and there's not a lot of green foods, so they just put some dye in there and call it mint. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, if you can find them. Right. Uh, we went to one Dairy Queen looking for it, and they said, oh, we're out of Reese Cups. My no apologies, just stating it as a fact. Yeah, I, I don't know how you run out of Reese Cups at a uh, Dairy Queen. Right. I mean, if it's the blizzard of the month, and right. we're not even a week into the month yet. <laughs> you had one job, Dairy Queen. You, clearly, you did not estimate correctly the the uh, thrill no. this would cause your surrounding people and uh, or people surrounding your restaurant and want to try it i mean unless they've had some rookie on the blizzard shift today and he's just been like <laughs> dumping three or four blizzards into each or uh, three or four cups into each blizzard then i don't think that's should happen ever and a uh, helpful tip for you if you're going to get a blizzard a mini blizzard is enough yeah, uh, I would I would a second to that. It doesn't sound like it would be, but 
Trust me. Have those mini blizzard and see if you're still hungry. I mean, I used to way back. I would get a large blizzard. And it's like the, a cup you would get soda in, only full of ice cream <laughs> and, and treats. And I ate it. But I don't know. I think I was at a different <laughs> stage of my life when I did that. Yeah, I can't wrap my head around eating that much ice cream and Oreo or Heath or whatever now. That's just a lot of food. Now, I'm not saying I couldn't do it, but it just sounds like way too much food, especially after having a mini, M-I-N-I blizzard like that, that smallest size. It's, it's, it's enough. Yeah, it's definitely enough. So that's my little tip for you. Yeah, and last minute tip in for me. It's always a disappointment. And a point of frustration on my part when you get a blizzard from Dairy Queen. And, you know, they turn it upside down. Haha, it's, it's part of their shtick. But you start digging into that blizzard and you want to enjoy it. And you dig down and at the bottom of the cup, it's just vanilla ice cream soft serve. They did not take the time to, in my opinion, properly mix my blizzard. I want my blizzard with all of its different pieces spread throughout the entire treat Royal treat, what do you want to call it? You know, I don't want all of the toppings on the top, and then I get to the bottom, it's just vanilla soft serve. It's kind of a disappointing way to end that dessert. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> we, we <laughs> Hashtag first world problems. Yeah. How terrible is it that I can't get my blizzard evenly distributed? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I came across one story this week, and it doesn't take much to excite me, but... It brought back a good memory, and that was going to McDonald's when I was younger and getting a McPizza. Now, some of you may be thinking, McDonald's doesn't serve pizza. What are you talking about? Well, I'll tell you what I'm talking about. McDonald's did used to serve pizza. And it started in the 80s, and it originally began as a family-sized pizza, and they would bring it out to your table. Uh, See, I don't remember that. Yeah. I had to read up a little bit on that. Yeah. It, I mean, just kind of like you're going to pizza or something. It would be on a raised rack, and they would uh, bring it to your table. And then later, it was scaled down. That's what I remember, because it was scaled down to a personal-sized pizza. Yeah, that was always an exciting thing as a kid, getting your own pizza. And this was around the time we were in high school, and McDonald's expanded it to 500 markets, um, and or 500 locations, I should say, which is not very big, but... There's not every McDonald's for sure, but it's decently sized. And I really enjoyed it and I was excited. And the one in, uh, where we grew up, the McDonald's that was closest to our house, they held on for quite a while. Yeah, you could get pizzas there probably into, well, into the 2000s, I would think. Yeah, most restaurants ended by 2000 because McDonald's made a decision well, we're not going to do this because, you know, McDonald's were fast food. We have this reputation that we want to bring out your food. We want to bring it out quick. And if you have to wait for 11 minutes to cook the pizza, which is how long it took, took to cook the family-sized pizza, that's not fast food anymore. But I was reading this article that said you can still get McDonald's pizzas. And I thought, well, I want to try one. Where is it at? And as luck or as fate or fortune would have it, it's close-ish to where I grew up. There's two and only two locations that you can get a McDonald's pizza. It's, <laughs> it's, it's fam- rare. It's very rare. It's like trying to find a Rack's restaurant. <laughs> yeah. It, the family-sized pizza is what they serve. And your two choices are Pomeroy, Ohio, 
and Spencer, West Virginia. Those are your two options. I think there are about as many of those as there are Rack's restaurants left. <laughs> yep. Ironton, Ohio, and Harlan, Kentucky. So, <laughs> Harlan. Wow, a little bit of a shout-out there. Harlan, Kentucky. Yes, I'm sure all the folks unjustified <laughs> are going to eat their rack sandwiches. But I'll tell you what, that's kind of weird because Ironton, where the racks is, is pretty close to where, like, Pomeroy, Ohio, and Spencer, West Virginia are. So it's like a little where fast food goes to die. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Bermuda Triangle. Those of, folks uh, just can't let go of their old snacks and, <laughs> and uh, french fries and such. That's the Bermuda Triangle of... Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you want to say, hey, I want to try that McDonald's pizza, treat yourself. Road, road trip. Road trip in it. Uh, and then maybe swing by racks, too. See what all that uh, fuss is about, about the uh, BBC's beef, bacon, cheddars. Oh, yeah, I miss the old beef, bacon, cheddar. If, you, uh, just if you're not down on the lingo, I'll spell it out for you. <laughs> yeah, they don't know your street, lang, street slang. <laughs> yes, all right. What else we got? Well, I was looking, you know, uh, for some Disney news. You know, we're big fans of Disney. We are indeed. I don't think that's a very well-kept secret. No, I suppose not. Getting ready to uh, depart Florida soon, and that's bittersweet. <sighs> yeah. uh, because it's nice just to run down to Disney anytime you feel like it, just about. You can make an evening of it. Yeah, and... I'll, maybe you can just, I want to go eat at a restaurant at a park, or I want to go walk around and do this, that, or the other. When you're close, you have that luxury. And there are certainly a lot of restaurants to try in the Disney Walt Disney World Resort area. There's 365 different restaurants, one for each day of the year, unless it's leap year, which you get to have something twice. <laughs> that would be like a little challenge to eat at everyone. Yeah, I think so. probably it's a big world. Someone's probably already done it. But if uh, if not, hey, you could be the first if you want to try. It's always good to have goals. It's <laughs> good to have a, a, a goal in life. So did you find any Disney news? I did find some Disney news. Um, big rumor. You know, this hasn't necessarily been uh, confirmed. But, uh, well, this has been confirmed. Uh, Disney opened Shanghai Disneyland, and uh, I guess it was a couple of years ago, maybe? Yeah, I think 2015, right. I think. So, so it's fairly new for a Disney park. And one of the premier rides that they have in that park is a light cycle roller coaster based on the Tron movie, where you actually board a light cycle and you are sent through a roller coaster, which sounds like a pretty epic ride. I hear nothing but good things about that ride from what I've seen online. Well, the rumor is that they're going to bring that ride to Disneyland and Walt Disney World. So both parks in America are going to get it. And that would be exciting because I do want to ride that ride, and it would be a lot more convenient if it was there and not in China. <laughs> yeah, Shanghai, I'd like to get there someday, uh, but it's not exactly a hop, skip, and a jump like well, Disney World currently is right now. Or even California, you can get to a lot easy, more easily than uh, Shanghai. But the Tron roller coaster ride is rumored to be coming to those parks. In uh, Walt Disney World Resort, it's supposed to be in Tomorrowland at the Magic Kingdom, possibly in the place of the Tomorrowland Speedway, which would be wonderful because that is one of the most useless rides in the entire park. Not a fan. Not a fan. No, I mean, 
Imagine riding a go-kart, except the speed is throttled down to where you can't go fast, and you're on rails, so you can't really move that much, and you're surrounded by fumes from out the, the motors that are on the vehicles. <laughs> yeah. You're really, really selling it right now. <laughs> well, I really don't see the point of the ride. It's just something that takes up. If you look at a map of Tomorrowland and the Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom, you see how much space that ride takes up. It's ridiculous for, you know, the fact that, I mean, and, you know, little kids love it because they get to drive and pretend they're driving. Exactly, yeah. That, that's the best part. But I'm, I get to drive daddy or mommy around. <laughs> right. And I'm a jaded adult, so I don't care. I just, you know, this is the ride I'm not interested in. Put something in there that's more fun for me, says Mr. Selfish myself. Right. <laughs> what, what are they doing putting a kid's ride in this park? <laughs> yeah. Don't they know they should cater to obese 40-year-olds? Well, <laughs> they do their best, I'm sure. That's right. There's something there for everyone. Oh, kids love roller coasters. Come on. This isn't, you know, like they're going to sit there and pout and not want to ride that. Of course they'll want to ride that. Right. I mean, Tron's a, a cool movie. I mean, I'm thinking the original one. I don't know how well it'll hold up, but... Well, they're thinking there's actually a rumor that they're going to do a reboot. Ah. So that could be one of the things that's pulling that ride Away from Shanghai, well, not away from Shanghai, but also putting it in these other stateside parks. Well, I mean, it would be a good fit for Tomorrowland, too, because it's futuristic and neon. Not that like neon is that special. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, uh, maybe in the 80s it was futuristic. But I, I can see it fitting there. Uh, I mean, it kind of takes a lot for Disney to put a weight behind a ride like that. Yes, absolutely. And uh, this is something that it may not happen. Disney has in the past played around with rides that have been tied to certain feature films that never made a debut. Yes, yes, that is true. Uh, I guess one of the most famous ones was from, I think about the same time they had McPeaches <laughs> out, if I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah, it was around 1990 uh, was when they were coming out with the... What they thought, what, what you know, Disney... Uh, on paper. Yeah, this was supposed to be a huge movie. It was going to be Warren Beatty starring in Dick Tracy. And if you have never seen that movie, you can just go ahead and pause this and try to find it. I have no idea where it is. I don't know if it's on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon or if you have to go out and buy it, but uh, you treat yourself and you watch that movie. It might only be on VHS. I don't know. <laughs> it might be. You might be in trouble. You might have to find those old giant blister pack VHS cassette uh, tape you know, boxes and, and try to open up that crinkly plastic and get that tape out of there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... Oh, man. They, they they put so much money into this movie, and they thought, oh, it's going to be great. I think it actually had a Roger Rabbit short in front of it because they were really trying to pump up Roger Rabbit because that movie was such a huge success. Yeah, they thought he was going to be Mickey Mouse, I think. Yeah. I don't know. That's a whole other story, uh, the whole Roger Rabbit fiasco. But that's a, maybe for another podcast. Uh, for this one... Um, we're talking about Dick Tracy. It was supposed to be a huge, huge ride. Uh, I'm sorry, a huge, huge movie. And so they started designing a ride for it called Dick Tracy Crime Stoppers. Oh, wow. that sounds fun. 
I know, right? I mean, I want to stop crying with Warren Beatty (laughs) (laughs) or, you know, his comic strip counterpart. Uh, So, yeah, that they were going to develop this ride. It was going to be part of what was at the time MGM Studios, now Disney's Hollywood Studios, because I guess they no longer have that partnership with MGM. But this movie ride was going to be kind of like Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin or the Men in Black ride in Universal Studios, where you actually had a vehicle, or you boarded the vehicle in the 1920s era, and you were going to drive through this giant warehouse that they were going to build in the uh, MGM Studios lot, where you, you uh, were racing through the streets with Dick Tracy, and you were being chased by bad guys, and you had a gun that you could shoot them, uh, and you could get... A squ- real gun? <laughs> yeah, it was a real gun. That's <laughs> why they never opened the ride. No, it was actually an electronic gun, kind of like those other rides I mentioned, where you could shoot these bad guys, and you could earn points based on your accuracy and your aim. And uh, look, there's actually some concept art online that I can post on the uh, the website. You can take a look at packbrospodcast.com after we post this episode. And you can kind of see how it was going to look. And it looked like it was going to be a really neat ride. Um, the Imagineers who developed the, the model for it were really impressed, I guess, at the time. What are they going to say? No, we, we made something terrible. But they seemed like they were really impressed by it. But... Uh, if you don't know anything about the Dick Tracy movie, I can tell you this. It didn't do very well. No, it did not. And I remember being excited for it. I remember seeing tons of commercials for it. And maybe that was what well, should have been my clue that it wasn't going to be very good. Because if you pay attention to stuff now, whenever there's like a lot of commercials for something, that's almost a red flag anymore. Why, why are you pushing this so hard? Why are you trying to sell me on this so much if it's so good? Yeah, that seems to be... Uh, something that's true. If the more commercials there are for something, the worse it is. Yeah, I mean, it's not always the case because something like Star Wars, which is you know usually pretty good, uh, they always advertise the mess out of anyway. They do. I don't know why though. I mean, who doesn't know about Star Wars? Who are you trying to sell at this point? It's a huge franchise. It's um, going to make money just by sitting there. I don't know why you have to spend waste any <laughs> money on advertising. <laughs> you have me on Star Wars. Right. Just put the Star Wars logo, put the date that comes out, and don't really say anything else. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that would have been interesting to have a uh, a Dick Tracy ride there. Yeah. I can kind of see it. Yeah, yeah I think it would have been neat. But, yeah, after the movie tanked, I mean, and I don't really think that it tanked that badly, but it didn't meet their expectations, and that was enough. Well, I think they thought there was going to be a franchise, so it kind of makes sense. You know, they have this Avatar land that's going to open up. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's part of this discussion we should have. Pretty soon uh, at Animal Kingdom, and there's planned an Avatar 2 and a 3 and a 4, but it keeps getting pushed back and back and back. It's not happening in 2017, and I don't think it's happening in 2018, so Disney can't be thrilled about that. They need to do something to keep the fire burning. I don't know if they need to re-release Avatar in the theaters or if they need to uh, kind of socialize Avatar back in the minds of people who watch it. I've never watched it, so I'm kind of shrugging my shoulders at it right now, but if they would re-release it in theaters, I, I would probably go see it. Right, yeah, I, I think I would see it. I didn't see it the first time, mainly out of spite. <laughs> there were just too many people talking <laughs> about it, and I liked it, and I thought, no, that's a great reason to do anything, spite. <laughs> yeah, it can't be that good. I'm not going to bother. <laughs> so, but yeah, I just, you know, just, I, uh, 
I only punished myself with that, I guess. Right. You have to look at Avatar Land or whatever it's being called now and wonder what's going on. What are these beasts that people are riding and why are things incandescent or fluorescent or whatever? Yeah, I only punished myself. I haven't seen the um, pictures from the Avatar Land. That's all I've seen. If I was staying down here much longer, I had a chance as a exclusive pass holder to get in early and check it out, but I'm not going to be here. It doesn't open until May, and I won't be here in May. Yeah, I'm going to miss all the fun, but I'm sure we'll be back. Yep, and and yeah, it's nice, too. It is, in its way. It's nice and flat. <laughs> in, in its way? No, no, no. <laughs> I, really, I really like Indiana. Yeah, Indiana's very nice. I, I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, I think I hear crypto scratching at the door. So that means it's time to go. Yes, indeed. If you enjoyed the podcast, you want to help out, say, hey, how can I help out? Well, I'm glad you asked. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can leave a five-star review. That's a big help. You can go to our website. It's up and running. I will eventually get more content up there. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> There's no promises. Uh, blog posts. Who knows? If you have a question... You can send us an email at packbrospodcast, P-A-C-K-B-R-O-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. Yes, indeed. Or you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com, at packbrospodcast. Yep. Facebook.com slash packbrospodcast as well. Yeah, packbrospodcast. Yeah, don't put brothers or who knows where it Yeah, you. I don't know. That could be some kind of Russian spy, <laughs> you know, link. Who knows? That's <laughs> Spam, right. ransomware. If you go there, I'd make no promises of what would happen. No, but if you go to Pack Bros Podcast, it'll be nothing but entertaining. Yeah, we are not on the dark web on Pack Bros Podcast. <laughs> no, we, we wear uh, white hats here. We're, all, we're the good guys. <laughs> yeah, that's what that means. <laughs> all right. Um, well, let's, let's end with a song. We always end with songs. We always end with a song. So let's do that. All right. Yeah, this is, uh, if, this is not a new song. This is an old song, but it's from Portal. Uh, Jonathan Colton wrote it. Ellen McLean performed it. If you like the game Portal, it, uh, then you'll enjoy it. If you haven't played Portal, go play Portal. It's very fun. It's a thinking man's game, but uh, it's not an easy game, but it's fun. The, the sequel is even funner, maybe. I wish they'd make a third one, but they haven't yet. Maybe eventually. There's always rumors out there. Yeah, where there's life, there's hope. All right. All right, thanks for listening, and we'll see you or hear you or you'll hear us later. <laughs> well said. <laughs> uh, All right, why can't my, why, why is my sound working? I don't know. <laughs> All right, there we go. triumph. All right. This was a triumph. success. It's hard to overstate my satisfaction. Aperture science. We do what we must because we can. For the good of all of us, except the ones who are dead. But there's no sense crying over every mistake. You just keep on trying till you